Lexiton. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On. Um, Steve, I believe you're wanting to talk about curtains today. Not just curtains, curtains and windows. And this is going to be a wonderful episode because Mm. I'm going to take you back to the way life was. To the time I don't remember because I wasn't here. (laughs) Okay, I'll take me back then Mm -hmm. because there's a a staple of... um, oldness in this. This is one thing that all old people will tell you. But we're going to start talking about curtains and windows because the windows of your house Mm -hmm. were the bit that everybody could see into. Yes. So if they were clean, that was good, and you were a clean, good housewife. But if they were dirty, then you were a dirty midden and not fit for... Dirty, dirty boy. (laughs) (laughs) You did that far too well, No, you were a dirty woman, and that's a totally different thing from whatever it was that you a were. A mock it wee bism. Indeed, yes. Your house was a midden. So, the windows were the the, the mirrors, no, the windows, they were the, were the way in to your home, to the type of person you were. So, clean windows, nice curtains signified mm-hmm. you as a nice person, especially if you lived on the ground floor of the tenement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, could we just explain before you go on? Sorry, Steve. Uh, could we explain to our international listeners, or, and by that I mean England, even what a tenement yeah. is? A tenement is a block of flats, I suppose you'd have to say, with a close. Which Not was, quite as tall though. Like, it wouldn't no, be like a multi. Four. Have you ever noticed that all the buildings in Dundee are four stories tall? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Oh, we're standing on the fifth floor right now. As yeah, we exactly. This one. <laughs> well, what about the Lockheed Multis? They're not. If you, well, the older buildings, the, if you go through the streets of Dundee... Steve only sees the old What place. about Albert Street? I'm pretty sure they're... They are uh, four are stories they? high. There's usually shops on the bottom, a garret at the top, and there'll be On three. the plate, is that right? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was very good. Plate my mum used to work in the Albert pub on Albert Street. Well, she and then she lived there. up above it. Anyway, but all the tenements looked like that, and mm-hmm. it was it was a... Proper, it was a planning uh, direction in Dundee that all the tenements and buildings were to be four stories high. Of course, and tenements don't just exist in Dundee, it's a, a thing associated with Glasgow. Very and famous in Glasgow yeah. and Edinburgh, yeah. The brownstone tenements in Glasgow, uh, wonderful dwellings as they are now, they weren't always wonderful dwellings. But So there's a, a close, there's a, a close. corridor that goes in the front of the building, a series of stairways to take you up. And then, as you say, flat on either side. So yes. left, right, left, right, left, right, as you go up to the top. Depending so that's how why I have like G slash one. Like yes, ground depending on how big the tenant was, there would be a, a front three, uh, a front six flats and a, a back six flats. And this was a very, very popular ki- type of housing in, in Scotland. This is where the most people lived. This is where we, the way we lived. Mm-hmm. This was the way we were up the tenement. And, and that that's what drives a lot of the tips that are in Pass It On, isn't it? Yes. Because, because you were living in such close proximity and because especially because you had communal areas that had to be maintained mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were all in and out of each other's closey, uh, closey all the yeah. time. That's a Dundee thing. See, mm-hmm. there's an East Coast thing, closey and backy and manny and, oh, I'm, a, I'm from the South of Scotland. I don't, I don't understand these things. But but, <laughs> but that's what, what drove a lot of the, the um, pride and, and parsimony in the people who are writing in the Sunday Post, right? Yes, uh, certainly the pride. You you did not want to be the the dirty housewife of the of the closey. And I'm still fascinated by the fact that um, you had a day to do your laundry. 
Yes, laundry day. yes, there was laundry day. And you had and to do it on the day that you were given? You did. And that was it. And if you didn't well, put your laundry out on that day... Oh, so the tenement decided who got what day? Um, it was usually by floor, as I recall, and there was often, depending on where you lived, there was a laundry bit with a shed out the back. You had your day when you did the laundry, and you, you had your day to use the drying green. And if it rained, tough. Anyway, I'm going to give you what is a... A time-indicative tip. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wonderful world. Wet curtains. Recent... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're rubbish at this. Thing. I am. But, but everybody's talent and this is not mine. <laughs> I'm going to press the button. Ready? Wet curtains. Recently, my curtains were soaked when ice on the window thawed. I fixed a piece of string across the window frame about four inches from the bottom. Curtains and blinds rest on the string entirely clear of the window. No more wet curtains now. That's from Mrs. Scott of 258 Rochese Road, Glasgow. It must have been really cold to have that much It was no colder than it is today. It's just the houses were different. Well, also single glazing. Yeah, single glazing. That's that's the key thing. It's just a single pane Mm. of glass, so if there's any condensation or moisture inside the room, as of course there would be, Mm -hmm. because of people living in there, um, then it would freeze. It would freeze. And this, you'll find hundreds of thousands of What's really surprising is that it thawed. (laughs) (laughs) True, very true. But an awful lot of people will tell you, I remember when ice formed on the inside of the windows, and I remember this very, very clearly... Um, sometimes very thick ice uh, that you you could scrape off on the inside of the windows. And I'll tell you what I can't remember. I can't remember ever being cold. That's because you had your fires. No, I didn't have a fire in my bedroom. You didn't get a fire in your own bedroom. Because it's me. There's a fire down in the parlour. Did you have your own bedroom? I did not have my own bedroom when I was... was, My father built an extension on our house to give us all a bedroom when I was about seven or eight years old. But um, It was cool. It was very... It was great. I got a bedroom all to myself. <laughs> Don't have to share with my younger brother, Ian, if you're listening. It's, I've got nothing against you, mate, but your feet smell. <laughs> Everyone's However, feet smell. Like, I, I think the tip is like good, though. Uh, that idea of just putting... Although if I was doing it myself, I, well, for two things, I wouldn't have net curtains because that's a... I, I, I associate that, No, yeah. it's not a thing, but also I, I, I associate it with Curtain twitching and neighbours <laughs> looking at you, and I, I, I don't like that, that. That's what I'm like. I'm a big curtain twitcher. I love to know what's going on <laughs> just in my neighbourhood. Little blinds just peeking out between. Just like them. twist them around yeah. a little bit, and I'm like, mm, yep, where do you have to? Yeah, there's the car back. Oh, yeah. oh see, I'd, I I'd hate it. to live near you. Absolutely not. They don't see me. I'm really good at it. I'm like stealth uh, mode. You think? No, I am. <laughs> but oh. the, the tip is good, but if, it, if I was doing it today, I'd use like fishing gut or something so that it was clear and you could you couldn't see it because I. I think the, the, the sort of um, visual of that wee bit of string across the bottom of your, your window, mm-hmm. people would see that. And, yeah, and so it would make, would, would they appreciate the, th- th- the intelligence I, or would I they think? I think they would appreciate the cleverness of that tip because yeah. uh, to be and a clever Do you think you'd see it propagating up the Yes, tenement. I do. <laughs> I think you'd get multiple claims. Uh, I started it first, I think you'll find. <laughs> give us another one, Steve. Right, I'm going to give you an absolute beauty, right? This might or might not work. But here it is. This is a cracker. To keep the house fresh in hot weather, window sills washed with a weak solution of chloride of lime keeps out midges and gnats. This also helps keep the air in the house warm and fresh in the hot weather. What's a gnat? A gnat with a silent G is... um, A midge. A midge, yeah. Gnat to go. Not G- a gnat. Gnat. Oh, yes. gnat. Oh, yes. Okay. A gnu. 
It's uh, it's any small bug of a non-classified type. Yes. Very generic. However, okay. bear in mind what I've said in yes. this. Yes. We're putting of lime. on chloride of lime. That makes me think like lime cordial. Which is just a sticky mess. Uh, that, well, it's adorable. You know I want to live inside Connie's mind. That's just such a chloride of lime. It's all like, I have to kind of go on. I love what, the idea. What thing oh, are limey? <laughs> What's chloride of lime? Is it actual limes as in green, small, lemon-type no. fruits? No. Absolutely not. Is no, it is lime it, as in L-Y-M-E? No. No, like it is limes. bleach. Yeah. Oh, right. And, yes. and, and deeply uh, uh-huh. effective Corrosive. and dangerous. Uh-huh. And and in fact, like burn smelling. your skin stuff. Well, yeah. it's no, a that, thing that's used to dispose of bodies. Yes. If you put it in the bath. You heard of quicklime? No. Same sort of, no. but a, a version of that. So yeah, you can, it will dispose Dissolve of the body bones. in no time at all. Wow. That's not a tip um, that was shared <laughs> in the pages of Pass It On, but uh, if you have similar experiences, then please do get in touch at the Pass It On pod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right, I didn't, I didn't point out that was from Miss Janetta M. Sturrett of One Bankhead Drive, Bankhead, Rutherglen, and she won a guinea for that. Now, but here's the thing, though. So I can get why it would um, retard the ingress of bugs <laughs> because uh-huh. it's highly toxic. Why would it keep your house warm? And why would in the heat? Why would you I, want your house warm? You I want think kind of. I think she means it keeps it warm rather than stiflingly hot. You needed yeah. to be able to open the window, but you didn't want the room to be the house to be too hot. And it might get too hot if like it was uh, if you didn't open the window. So you had to open the window, but you didn't want. The midges to come in. I see. So it's not, it's not that the lime is directly making... It's not so glowing radioactively to warm up your house. <laughs> it's that it allows you to open the window, which you wouldn't otherwise have been able to do, because that would have meant you'd be... If a small with. child somehow licked the lime, then they might oh. become... They might get a temperature. <laughs> that is dangerous, though. A lot of it is dangerous. There's but we don't have to line our windows to stop the flies coming in. How do you stop flies I coming I don't. In there? I just let them be what they want to be. That's but, fair. No, that's not fair. Why? What, what's, they don't do any harm. Flies? I don't. That they is, pass on disease. That is, a, that is definitely a generational thing, though, isn't it? Because I think people of... Because I, I, I the, the plague f- wasn't around in our day. I'm in the fortunate <laughs> position of being able to choose whether I associate myself with Steve's generation or Connie's generation. On this <laughs> occasion, Connie, our generation. Yes. I think we do have a bit... We're less squeamish about insects, and we're more kind of, I think, willing to share the space. We understand that you know we're flies we're, all, flies. we're all animals. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we 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 can sort of accommodate them a mm. bit more, and and we know, for example, that spiders are good because they catch yeah. things that we don't want to be around that sort of oh. stuff. I actually, I'm really good with spiders. My boyfriend's this absolutely me. terrified. Like really, really. You're kidding me, all. No, I pick them up and take them outside in my bare hands. I promise you, I'm known as a spider catcher. Spiders don't bother me. One of me. the names she's known by <laughs> listeners. Yeah. It's, like, it's not, like like a lion tamer, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I d- I don't think, but then I spent some time in Borneo where there was like a Connie, lot. Connie, of you've spiders. been everywhere and done everything. I know, I know, you're, I know, only, I know. you're only fourteen. I'm not fourteen. You're only one hundred and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like so it's the, the spiders don't bother me at all. 
And neither do flies. Right, so, okay, just to go you. back to that then, you are totally live and let live and spiders, well, not spiders, but midges and such like come in the house and yeah. flies and they let fly just, about. If you leave thing. the window open long, wasps, I can't do it because I got stung in the white bit of my eye when I was quite young and <laughs> that was horrible. And I also can't do um, eerie wigs, you know, little pincery things. I don't like them. But anything else, I'm cool with. The only thing I don't like are centipedes. Cannot stand centipedes. You don't see many centipedes. No, 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 true, but... Slaters are kind of gross. Uh-huh. Once you've had a centipede in your hair, or put down your back by your older brother. <laughs> <laughs> I had a butterfly and a dragonfly stuck in my hair. Oh. That's quite cute. Did you kill them? No. I, I don't killed them. No, that's karma. See, back in the day, beasts in the house, dirty, couldn't have it. Hmm. I don't think that's... I, don't, I, I mean, I don't see the problem of flies coming in. As long as there's not hundreds, like you've got rotten food, but, yeah. No, flies is a sign of dirt. So if there was a fly in your you house, what would you do? Kill. Why? Doing um, swatting I rolled the, up Sunday the Sunday post. Sunday post, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very effective. No, I would... Disrespectful, surely, to the Sunday post. It, indeed. You know, uh-huh. Sunday post not organ. Organ. The fly paper is the thing. There's nothing more fun than fly paper. No. I do know what flypaper is. It's yeah. that sticky stuff that yes. attracts them. And it's then they get stuck and live, die a horrible, sticky death. I think I'm going to clip out Steve saying there's nothing more fun than flypaper and use it as my ringtone for you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a text. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Enough of flypaper for today. Let's just take a little break and we'll be back right after this. Hi, uh, Steve here, without the young ones butting in. I got a letter from a lady who bought the Pass It On book and she said she'd taken it with her to visit an old friend in a hospice. She said that sometimes the visits were quiet but this time they read out tips from the book and had a great laugh and did a lot of reminiscing. However, the letter writer went on to say that her granddaughter had moved away to university and was living on her own for the very first time and that she'd taken the tips book with her to look up what to do if she spilled things or had to quickly mend things. I love this idea of one book being so good for old and young people. And so, if you want to buy one as a gift for, well, anyone age 18 to 80, you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. So, Steve, what do you think about the fact that I have no curtains in my house at all? Not um, a single, not a single curt. Is Never this, mind a curtain. <laughs> is this by choice or is this because um, you've just moved in? Well, I have blinds. Are like, you going to um, have curtains? Well, I don't know. I'm, is this a new modern thing? Why would you well, not, not have curtains? curtains? Well, the guy didn't have curtains before us. I think I'll get curtains in the living room, but purely decoratively. Like just and they're never look. shut? No, don't think so. I like how they look kind of tied back. Right, to reveal again my old passionness. Curtains in the kitchen's weird. I've come to that thing as weird. I think we could all agree with the fact that curtains in the kitchen's weird. Steve, Are curtains you, in would the you bathroom? defend curtains in the kitchen? Because w- that's the smell of your food kind of sticks them and Febreze won't... Mm. Actually, <laughs> a window doesn't look finished unless it has 
curtains. Oh, a nice big pelmet. Oh, I like a pelmet. <laughs> oh, I like a pelmet. <laughs> <laughs> Pelmets are really expensive. And actually, you can just get a bit like MDF and make it yourself. You needed. You have to be middle class. Your your dad would need to be a doctor or something before you had a pelmet. So I genuinely don't know this. Is pelmet a Scottish word? Well, see, I was brought up to believe a pelmet was a short skirt. <laughs> no, <laughs> the skirt's named after the pelmet. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, right, okay. So, 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 just in case I'm right in thinking that pelmet might be a Scottish expression. Again, it for the benefits over. of our international listeners, it's the sort of bit that goes at the top of the yeah. curtain. It's often a bit frilly. It can be um, to hide the sort of mechanism, the, the yes, rails and, yes, uh, rails and stuff. Yes. In fact, there was a, a, a bit of family lore in, in the Finn family, in my family, where um, my brother, who's uh, eight or nine years older than I am, he had his bank book. Mm-hmm. Now, you won't remember a bank book, I don't uh, think. I did have some did little you? blue ones for like a sort of baby saver kind of Right, okay, thing. yeah, so absolutely. So back in the day, even in my day, in the early 80s, you had, uh, in the mid-80s, you had a little book where you'd write down your... Transactions and my mm-hmm. brother put his somewhere safe, oh. which was on top of the pelmet. We later discovered never to it was top of the again. pelmet. <laughs> it was never to be found again. It eventually did find it, but every since then, because you all have that thing, don't you? You put somewhere, put it somewhere safe. Mm. Your passport or your keys or yeah. something. We don't have a somewhere safe bit in our house yet. You know, are, no, no. Well, we will, but there's just a lot of bareness at the moment. My father. This is a sad story. I don't know why I'm telling you, but it's a sad story. My father worked. DC Thompson's for 51 years mm-hmm. and you get a gold watch after 40 years mm-hmm. and as I was growing up and after I started working here we always said that uh, my father's watch would be passed on to me because I would one day as I now do have a DC Thompson's 40 year gold watch of my own mm-hmm. now towards the end of his life my father got a little bit as gentlemen get as they get older a little bit confused and one day we said dad not seen your watch for a long time mm-hmm. and he says yes I've hidden it. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And to this day, although he died seven years ago, we've never found the watch. Oh, my goodness. I know. It is so sad. Is it it findable? Do you reckon you will still find it at some point? I'm virtually certain he's buried it in the garden. And it's just not Yeah, a metal detector. Metal detector. I've not done that. That's a good shout, actually. I've not even thought of that. My granny's house had a well that was covered by a big sort of slab stone. Uh When we were younger, yeah. It was really hard for the five of us grandchildren to move this. We used to put time capsules and stuff. And if you move that and look down it, there's like various sort of bits of Lego and stuff sort of stranded on bits of sticky out brick and stuff yeah. like that. Aww. So it's kind of, yeah, we've got loads of stuff Links in that garden. The past. Yeah, totally. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you how to get the perfect shine on your windows. Because I know, this, this is why we're here. This is why we've come to the Pass It On tips. Is it vinegar? Strangely, no, it's not vinegar. Use the Sunday Post in vinegar. Quite, quite impressed that Connie would know about the vinegar, yeah. though. I'm vinegar and newspaper. I like a shiny window. Right, there's a better way. I'm okay. about to tell you it. Perfect shine. When cleaning windows, use a square of clean velvet for the final rub-up. No hairs or fluff will be left, and the result is a lovely shine. Mrs. E. D. Malcolm of 150 Walk, Methyl. Where what... What sub- sort of substance was she using pl- with her velvet? And where does she get a piece of velvet for? This is supposed to be thrift. <laughs> well, that's a fair point. If we're going to start considering, back in the day was quite like a refined kind of material. I'm sure it was. Uh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, but you would have had. Is that like microfiber today? You know, like microfiber kind of velvet uh-huh, sort of thing. Uh-huh. 
Bella was expensive. That's yeah. a good point. She well, doesn't thing, I'm, I'm pretty sure that she's shown off there. I I'm pretty so. sure that at least fifty percent of the, well, it's not even about that though. You see, even if she see, here's the here's the <laughs> thing with this. Even if she'd never touched velvet in her, her life. life. Uh-huh. She could have written that in the Sunday Post and then her neighbours on what street? Denwalk Methyl. Denwalk and Methyl. Thought, they'd uh, have thought, oh, look at her. She's cleaning her windows <laughs> with velvet. So she is. <laughs> That's a very valid point. But in that, you are making the assumption that anybody would write into the Sunday Post and uh-huh. tell and a lie. lie. <laughs> Whereas the Sunday Post is the, your core, it does. It is an organ of truth to be held up in the world and there is nothing in the Sunday Post that was wrong. So it, it must be true. Nah, but even you, Steve, would admit that there's a wee bit of showboating goes on sometimes yes, with these tips. Yes, yes, yes. These yeah, house, yes, there, there, is, there is one upmanship goes on in, the, uh, yeah. in like, these tips. Yeah, I've been to Tenerife, but you've been to Tenerife. <laughs> I said, Connor, by your standards, that's a pretty good job. That's not bad. That wasn't bad at all. <laughs> right, anyway, are you ready for more? Yes. Right. Can't wait. Hold on to your socks. <laughs> curtains. After curtains have been washed, the edges are sometimes uneven. When rehanging, therefore, hook the second last hook to the end eye and last hook around the outside to the second eye. This gives a rolled effect and an even edge from top to bottom. I can't picture that at all, so I have no idea. Well, I can't, I can't picture washing curtains, in fairness. That's where, no. I'm, that's where I start on this. Never mind the, yeah, the intricacies. I don't think I've ever seen a pair of curtains getting washed in my life. Right. Curtains, are, curtains a bit have to be washed, top. but that is so intricate that, unlike the last one, that has to be true because that woman right, wait, has say to it have again. tried it. The method of hanging. Right. When hanging, therefore... Hook the second last hook to the end eye and the last hook around the outside to the second eye. Oh, ah, I see. Right, so I see. it gives so a rolled like a effect yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. and an even edge from top to bottom. Huh. I wish the listeners could see us now, trying to <laughs> <laughs> doing like a figure of eight with our arms all flailing about. <laughs> no, I see. So she's sort of wrapping it around. She's wrapping yes. it around yes. so yes. that it doesn't... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Decent. I'll tell you what, here's another one. But I guess that would be why, you know, I, I, I'm 100% with you, Connie. I think mm-hmm. curtains in the kitchen is weird. It's just odd. It's peculiar. I mean, I know we're not talking, you know, swagged drapery <laughs> and, and you know, embroidered brocade. No, it's not that sort of thing. With a nice big pelmet. And have a good pelmet to uh, get lot. But no, we're not talking that. But even anything, but even so, if you were, I guess you could wash it. There must have been something, Steve, about seeing the tenement... Uh, in front of you with neck curtains on every window yeah. and the ones that had gone a little little off white. <laughs> must have, but you must have, you know, the, the neck curtains being white, you definitely yes. want to keep those crisp yes. and clean and starched. Indeed, you would have to, but then there was an easy way to rectify that. You would boil your neck curtains in Starch. water, no, with bleach. Yeah. Cl- chloride of lime. I believe it's called. She's been she has been listening. She's, she's going to be home to do it. <laughs> We've got at least Can one listener to this podcast. Of lime? I imagine or is it can. just bleach? You might be investigated as, uh, have you committed a murder? And are trying to get rid of it. And I'll say, no, look at this book. It says, wash your goodies. <laughs> can I introduce you to this podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow right. on Twitter, the Passage anyway, on Pod. Anyway, 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 we're going to do another one. Because this is clever. <laughs> Net curtains are best hung at the windows when wet. Then they always hang evenly. Yeah. This is DK Tolly. 84 Watermill Road, Sirencester. 
sounds this wrong. I I understand that because. How do you understand that? Right, okay, so you're going to shout. No, you're not that stupid. <laughs> you're going to shout at me again. So my first job was working in a craft shop, and we used to sell obviously lots of fabrics and whatnot. And I know that the net was incredibly sort of malleable, very stretchy, Whoa, wow. and sort of mold. Yeah, like just you know. So if it was wet, I can imagine it would sag. Uh-huh. It's heaviness, so therefore but it would we, all sag in yeah, the same. I get that. I'm liking that. That's clever. I'm going to give you more cleverness, although. <laughs> I may leave myself open to an accusation that not everything in the Sunday Post is correct oh, again. Yes. Right? Yeah. On foggy nights, make a filter of butter muslin or other fine material. Tack this over the open part of the window. It keeps the fog out and lets fresh air in. Right. Mrs E. Dempster, 263 Churnside Road, Glasgow. Firstly, butter muslin. Is that muslin with butter on it? <laughs> Buttered, buttered muslin. No, no. Buttered muslin. It was um, a very, very fine type of muslin. But did they use it in the making of butter? Yes, they did. Yes, right, okay. uh, and sometimes butter would come still wrapped in a muslin. Oh, that's in fact, you, nice. you, you do still get terribly shishi uh, oh. uh, butter that will do shishi butter <laughs> that will come in the same. Is that uh, like shishi? No, that's not what shishi. I don't know. Well, terribly, awfully nice. Posh, okay. oh, hocks, We didn't have, Harrods. We didn't have butter. But 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 see, I initially went. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, if it is very fine, yeah, the water droplets might. No, hang on. I was going to the water droplets might be too big to pass through. I think mm-hmm. that's what but, she's saying. Which is what she's saying. But then that's then it's like you're going to be sieving the water. But we're leaving a that's given lie to by the fact that if you're using butter muslin for making butter mm-hmm. the whole point of it is that you That's churn the true. butter and you put it in the muslin you wrap it and you let the liquid drip out so yeah. ipso facto <laughs> i've just proven that water can get through the muslin yeah. therefore it's definitely nonsense but it wasn't a sunday post and it's therefore true i can so see our i can see our thinking let the fresh air but not the fog at the end of the day the fog's only fog's only like condensation so why does it matter fog's just a low cloud really, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. having I a get, cloud get, in your living room it might be quite nice it sounds very art doesn't it it sounds very gallery but but, but i guess maybe there would be there would be health concerns about that uh, we're not probably oh, like yes. the big not, smoke well i guess we're probably not even thinking quite in terms of um you know ill humors um and <laughs> airborne diseases but i think <laughs> that thing of uh damp damp yeah Fresh air was always seen as good there was nothing no harm that could is come that why you. people still Only say oh good. get a bit of fresh air you'll be fine because that's yeah. not that's not the case. Like when you've had a few <laughs> drinks, fresh air is not fine. <laughs> no, uh, you're absolutely wrong. Fresh air is an elixir. Yeah, I like of a bit life. of fresh air. I do, but it's not always great. You know, if you've got a cold and it's winter, a bit of fresh air won't sort you out, will it? It's genuinely yes. a hot toddy. Well, it's no, <laughs> yeah, genuinely true. I think that you know the people used to be sent to the seaside for a rest cure and yes. to take the air, the uh-huh. market or something. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right in saying that that it was genuinely effective, and one of the big reasons for that was that not just you know the poor air quality in cities, mm-hmm. but that uh, 
arsenic was used to make green dye. And it was very, very common and fashionable to have green wallpaper in Victorian mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And so genuinely people would get arsenic poisoning just from being in oh their in their houses, in their rooms. There's a theory wow. that Napoleon cool. died. There is indeed, absolutely. Oh. But, but that was one of the reasons why people thought, you know, going to the seaside, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was just removing you from the, salt the poison clear yeah. your lungs. Yes. of your house. It yeah. wasn't that this area was particularly good or bad. It was just that it didn't have <laughs> arsenic in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Oh. Fresh air is good for you. I was many, many times turned out of the house to play in the garden, go and get some fresh go air. Go and play in the freeway. Yeah, that's, that's less, my dad that's used less to, to do with the fresh air and more to do <laughs> with <laughs> just getting you out get from out. the Yeah. Well, I think that's enough of curtains for today. Curtains um, for curtains. Join Steve... Chris and I for more madness or perhaps genius from the households and housewives of Scotland in the 1950s and you'll have more madness from us here in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.